You know, today's when we're going to stand back to back, walk 10 paces, turn and fire. We're going to find out who the last man standing is with our guest today. This is the Swarm Unplugged podcast, where we get to know the bee social community and encourage others to join us. With hundreds in the community, we want to get to know all of you better. From the newbie to the expert to the project partners, we will be learning who they are and how they can best benefit from Bees Social. I'm Christopher Knight, so let's get started. I once uh, watched our guest for the first time, and when I watched, I said, is this guy crazy or who, who is this guy? And it was kind of a, it took me a couple of more episodes to realize that he really didn't know what he was talking about. Uh, but he was very good at not knowing what he was talking about. So that's the reason we're having him on today. So he can explain part of the reason that he has such a nice following for his uh, technique, shall we say. But I know he's going to explain that to us. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell him anymore. That's all I got to say about it. Uh, but I really hesitate now, as always, to bring on our co-host, who is uh, uh, an embarrassment to the entire community, but he still is trying his best. And that's our co-host, Tony Kay. I deliberately stayed normal today because I know that I'm on one of, you know, the last thread, maybe, of my yeah. team here. So... I'm trying to toe the line and I'm hoping I get some kind of kudos for this. There's no yeah. makeup, there's no hairdo, there's no nothing. I mean, I'm just here and I want the crypto world to see me being normal, being nice, no craziness. I mean, is that okay? Or 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 should I be the odd person out? Well, you know, you, you can't help yourself, so... You may uh, go ahead and put on this act that you're doing right now, but everybody knows exactly who Tony K is. I'm not, on the, so, I'm not on the lake. I don't have yeah, I know. dreadlocks. I, I mean, know. I know. Well, yeah. so, so just, I got a question for you. Yeah, how, you got a question for me? Really? <laughs> That's a different. Okay, oh, go ahead. All right. so how would you feel if you were the odd man out? How would you feel? Well, I uh, that used to happen on the uh, elementary school ground. I was uh, I was a little overweight, and I was always the last one picked for the team. It was really it didn't. So I'm the, I can be I know understand odd man out. Believe me, that makes sense to me. But how would you like to be called odd? How would you like to carry oh, that? Well, odd? I don't know if I carry if I carried that moniker out. I don't know how I would feel at all. What? Exactly what are you getting at, Tony? I heard that our guest, he was called odd for the longest time. Really? Apparently. I don't well, know. Well, I've already seen him. I know he's odd, but why was he called odd? I, 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 want, I, want, the, I want that answer, too. So, I don't know. What yeah, do you think? Let's ask uh, him? Well, let's ask him right now and welcome Uncle V to this show. Hello, Uncle V. Hola, hola. Am I coming in loud and clear? Oh, yeah. Too loud, but that's all right. Go ahead. <laughs> well, well let, me, let, me, let me just share with all of your guests that uh, when I stream yard, something magically happens and I lose about 50 pounds in my face. So I really am not thin man. But, you know, so if you hang in there with me, I'll. Uh... Do you have any idea what you just did? There is about 100 women at least that are going to hear what you just said and go and buy StreamYard. You oh, just no, no, it's not. It's not StreamYard because you guys look fine. I don't know if you eat a lot more than I do, but and I, I had a pretty healthy breakfast. But when I put all of my gear through my MacBook Pro, anytime I've been on an interview uh, through StreamYard, I look so thin. So it's really good for my ego afterwards. And it makes me feel like I have permission to go just eat a big fat steak. So thank you in advance. You, you must have got I'm, a special edition MacBook Pro because I got the same one and I just look just as fat as I normally did. Mine's the, the thin version. 
<laughs> oh, oh, that's that's what it is right there. What's this, Tony? What's this about the odd factor? I don't understand what's going on here. I want to know. Why do they call you odd? Okay. Well, here we go. First of all, you know, out of due respect, I really feel that uh, since we are having, you know, crypto seems to be back. It seems like we're starting to see a lot of green. And so I just think it's it's good in the spirit of Talladega Nights to just bow our heads, say a prayer, prayer, dear baby Jesus. We're seeing a lot of green in our crypto portfolios. And Lord, would you would you please just for us duct tape Elon's Twitter fingers? Amen. Yeah, let's just keep hey, him. Yeah. So that well, he, he, he uses duct tape on his uh, rockets. So why not? Uh, you know, why not? But man, it's like if I don't know about you guys, but I felt like I've been punched you nowhere over the last couple of months, and it's kind of good to be back a little bit, see some momentum that's not just a rug pull every day to where, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, it looks like it's going up a little bit. Ah, just kidding. But anyway. Yeah, but, you know, you know but uh, you're, you're Uncle Odd, so, you know, you expect things like that, right? Yes, yes. What, well, what is that all about? What's the Uncle Odd? Sure. I, I, I will share it with you. But, but first of all, people should know on YouTube, you can find me. I am the host of the Uncle Vigilante, Vigilante <laughs> Show. And that, is, uh, and that is a show that's dedicated to newbies. And I will, uh, I'll share with you the pivot. But last year, uh, I launched a channel called uh, The Uncle Odd Show. And the reason why it is Uncle Odd is because when I, when I was growing, when back, back in the day, I had a nephew that just could not enunciate his T's. So I became Uncle Odd in our family, and one Christmas I ended up getting as like is like one of those Trump hats. It was red, and it just said in white Uncle Odd. So I don't know what that says, but uh, but uh, so it, the name stuck. So in my family, I everybody just calls me Uncle Odd. You know, even my brothers and sisters, they're like, "Hey, Uncle Odd." You know, so that's <laughs> so last year. Um, I launched a YouTube channel in uh, the end of March because I have a, a physical disability to where, based on due to a drown near death drowning event when I was young, um, I have a real issue with anything covering my my mouth. I knew I couldn't wear a mask because the way my brain works, I have medically diagnosed post traumatic stress disorder because when I was seven. I, you know, they, they brought me back, pumping the chest, and then the next night I uh, was sleeping and turned blue. And what happened is it's called secondary drowning, where if your lungs still have some water in them, your brain thinks that you're taking on water, so it shuts your trachea. And so that happened. I didn't die, obviously, but my whole life I, I've had to mitigate through my life knowing that, you know, extremely claustrophobic i would i've never been afraid of water but if you put a, anything over my face even like a ski mask or anything like that it's like i my brain just takes over and i get i get this anxiety here to where it feels like my trachea is going to close so when all of wow. this all of this started to happen last year um you know i lawyered up uh i got an uh, American Disabilities Advocate, ADA Advocate, because I travel for a living. And so I'm like, I got to be able to get on airplanes and this is a big deal. I need to protect my rights. Well, that opened up a big rabbit hole for me. And I don't know where everybody stands who's in your viewing audience of of the V word and, and uh, the the P word, endemic. Uh, I try to be very, very careful because I am an expert, guys. I am 100, probably one of the best in the world at getting banned off of YouTube. So now I, I'm, I'm, I'm very careful. So last year I started unpacking. I was just like, what is going on really? And I started exploring it and I started to go down a rabbit hole and I started calling BS on a whole lot of stuff. And I went from like a standing start to over 10,000 subscribers in like six weeks. And, and people were really, because my favorite question was everybody says they, you know, oh, they, they may be talking about the Illuminati or the banksters or the whatever. And I'm like, who are they? 
So that was the premise of my show is I would get people on and I would start unpacking that question. And we went to great places and we uncovered a lot of things and I learned a ton. Well, next thing you know it, boom, my channel was banned. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Screw you guys. I'll be a veritable whack-a-mole. I'll just pop up like a whack-a-mole. So I launched Uncle Odd 2. And then I told people, hey, this could happen again. So make sure you subscribe right now to Uncle Odd 3, 4, 5, and 6. <laughs> and long story tolerable, by December, I had six channels that were canceled and I was done. I was just, Because each time, it, it, it's just like each time you get punched in the nose, you lose so many subscribers. So I ended up with like, you know, in, in my, my last channel had like maybe 150 subscribers. So in January, somebody told me, hey, Uncle Odd, you got to buy XRP. And I'm like, what's XRP? And they're like, it's cryptocurrency. And I'm like, cool. I know nothing about it. <laughs> I have no idea how to buy it. And that's where my journey in crypto began. He told me to get Coinbase Pro. He taught me, he, he told me to download an Exodus wallet. He walked me through how to be able to get my fiat dollars onto Coinbase, buy XRP, get it into my offline uh, uh, hot wallet, Exodus is. He told me I needed to buy a, 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 a Trezor T, you know, because ultimately when it comes in, you need to get it onto your Trezor T. And I knew nothing, 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 nothing about all this, but I trusted the guy. So I bought XRP at 22 cents and, and uh, then that week, they delisted it off Coinbase and my coins weren't there. I mean, it was like, what the hell just happened? And, and, and that, so, so long story tolerable, I ended up, even though they were delisted, the coins were there and I was able to get them over to my Exodus wallet and such. And XRP ended up at one point going to tw uh, two bucks and now it's down like six, 70 cents, I think, or whatever. So I'm still up. I was able to take my initial profits out. So that's kind of good. And then I started because of the timing, you know, anybody who got in in January, you thought you were King freaking Kong by April. You couldn't do wrong, you know? And so I thought I was really good at all this stuff. And so I liquidated all of my, I'm 56. So I, I did a gamble. I'm like, I want to, I want to be in control of my destiny. So I liquidated my 401ks, my, uh, my, 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 uh, uh, IRAs. And I put them into a self-directed IRA LLC. And then I went all in in crypto. And my portfolio went from, let's just call it, if it went, if it started at a thousand bucks, it went up to, it, it was like at one point in time, three and a half X, you know, and like, like a lot of us, right? Now, during that time, I realized how little I knew about this asset class. Yeah. So I'm like, I like YouTube. I like it when they let me talk. I like, you know, going live stream and having people check in and stuff. And, and, uh, you know, let me just, let me just kind of launch a channel. It'll be the uncle odd crypto channel. And let me just follow my journey because admittedly everyone, and this is my moniker, it's it, it, it. If you look at the end of any of my shows, it's like I'm wearing uh, I'm wearing these sunglasses and a Bitcoin chain and and I'm acting like I'm 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 just super cool. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a big deal. I'm my name. And and and, and I said, uh, Uncle, Uncle B, we're going to we're going to Uncle B, we're going to revisit that channel in a moment. But. We'd like okay. to uh, have everybody learn a little bit about your uh, younger life, you know. Oh, good. Uh, I understand you were a lot enjoyed sports and things like that as you grew up and had a, in fact, a letter of intent with uh, Hayden Fry. Tell us a little bit about all that stuff. Oh, yeah. When So when I was young, growing up, I was, uh, I was like six feet tall. Uh, I'm still six feet tall, but I was like six feet tall when I was 10 years old. <laughs> and so and and I was always good at sports and uh especially football and so when I was a sophomore in high school I started and I I 
you know, was all conference and everything. And I got a letter of intent that summer from Hayden Fry. He's the head coach of the University of Iowa to, to be a strong safety. And so that was really cool that, you know, that's a good boost to the ego and a lot of motivation. And then uh, my fourth game of my junior year, I hit a uh, tailback uh, head on and I broke my C7, my um, I broke my neck and uh, came really literally an eighth of an inch, you know, from from being paralyzed. And so but I came back my uh, I, I worked my butt off and uh, ended up working out uh, with one of the it's not University of Iowa. Hayden Fry I lived in Ames, Iowa. So that's Iowa State University. Um, but I was able to get with uh, a trainer over there and they let me use the facilities to come over and and strengthen my neck and everything. So I was ready to go my junior year. And uh, I, uh, of course, started. I was captain of the team. And by the fourth game again, uh, I didn't break my neck again, but I got benched because I was such a wimp. I arm tackled like over here. I was just bad. It, it was just, you know, psychologically I just, uh, I w- you know, I didn't want to break my neck again. So that's when I uh, decided, okay, uh, football is not going to be my future. And uh, no, wait, 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 that's not true. That's not true. What's that? I understand your legend actually lives on in football. I believe it and does. And what do you think, Tony? I, I, so I, we, I, I think there's something I've seen. On, on yeah. Google, I want to see the legend right now. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Legend, wow. The legend lives on, uh, Uncle V. You there you go. You wow. You still have those rings? Wow, I'm going for I'm going for ten. Giselle said that she would uh, she would stay married to me if I got ten. So I have seven, and. Uh, Got a few fingers to go. You'll get there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But what did you do after that? I mean, when you came, what did you? What was your next line of? You know, what what did you do after you did? You came out of school and you were heading. You, you obviously, you told us about the crypto side of it. But what was your next avenue? What was your next path that you took? Sure. So um, back when I graduated, I graduated from University of Iowa with a finance degree. But um, my brother. Who, who was a couple years older than me, you know, when he started interviewing for jobs, he was like, man, you, Todd, you got to you got to have some experience in the summer and stuff. I wish I would have done that. And so I started working for a company called University Directories in my in, in my summers um, where you would go all around the country and you'd sell yellow page advertising in college communities you know back when you had the yellow pages Mm. um, there would be campus directories so uh it was literally every single day you're going to a gas station and you're going to a bank and then you're going you know so it was a lot of trying to get decision makers to to advertise in yellow page you know directory for college it was like it was hard but it taught me so much, you know, it, 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 you, you end up getting, excuse me, but balls of steel, right? I mean, you start recognizing that the word no is just one more step closer to a yes. So you just brush it off. So I had all that experience and I had, believe it or not, I had really good grades. And um, so I could kind of choose where I wanted to work. Um, and, and so I decided I would be proactive and research the top, companies to sell for in America. Mm-hmm. Um, because back then, you could kind of think that you could go cradle to grave with a company. You know, uh, it's not like it is today where people are hopping around every couple of years or whatever. So I chose R.R. Donnelly, reached out to them. They're the world's largest printer based in Chicago. And uh, uh, they have a great training course. It's a half a year. And by the time I was done with that, it's cool. You meet all of these area managers all across the country, and then they do a draft tying in football. And the guy who drafted me for his region uh, was Kinsey McDonald out of Florida. And so he sent me to Tampa, Florida, which is where I live now. That's what I call what I call home. So I lived down there uh, for, for a long time uh, uh, for a long time. And then um, I got a headhunter called me and told me that he thought that I should uh, work for this other company. And it's a guy, um, 
you know, M Michael Loeb, he was co-founder of Priceline.com and lots of other companies. And uh, I ended up going to work for those guys. But I said, I'm not going to travel from Tampa. I'm not going to move up there to New York. And so for literally the last 25 years, except for a little, little stop in between of about four years, I've been working with these guys where I'd fly up to uh, Manhattan on Monday, fly back Thursday or fly up on Tuesday, come back Friday. And I uh, was just a road warrior up until COVID hit. So uh, the, uh, our company, we have 22 portfolio companies, um, many companies you guys have personally used, but you just don't know who's behind it. And my job is to be the uh, head of biz dev partnership development. So when they have one of the companies ready to be taken to market, that's when I come in and uh, my job literally. So it comes naturally when I say that, you know, don't don't believe me because I don't know shit. That's my line. And and it's true. So my gift is to distill really complicated things down to a level that all understand it, <laughs> because if not, it's just going to go in one ear and out the other. And so that's what I've been trying to do with my crypto channel is take this very complicated ecosystem and distill it down to a newbie level, which is just my journey. It's like people are a voyeur following me on my journey through the ups, through the downs and through the process. I'm meeting a lot of great people like you guys. And remember, I've interviewed several members or people from bees.social and and uh, I'm just learning. So it's like I'm a, an open book. I'm a sponge and I'm just putting my journey on display. And uh, and I think it's been fun. People seem to like it. Wow. So you're, you're um, you know, you said I know you've had uh, Tim and Ray on and from bees.social and that. And I know that they they had a great time with you and such. But one of the things that uh, I wanted to ask you, I mean, what I just heard and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, you basically were into some kind of copying. I mean, copiers, right? I mean, that's kind of what the essence of printing, copying, that kind of thing. It's in that in that uh, segment, so to speak. And your your wife and your family, because uh, I know you got what four girls? Is that right? You got four? four, four, four yep, four daughters. A lot right. of estrogen in my family. And 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 uh, I think they, they they kind of think you're a little crazy going from the the printing copier guy to this crypto nut. So tell me about how your your wife and your kids handle all that. What, what do they think about? That? Well, I uh, just. I'll, I'll correct you a little bit. It's not printer copier. When I say printer, these are the big boys. These are the ones that print a million people magazines or a million sports illustrated magazines and distribute. Oh, oh, hang on, time out a second. I, I, Chris, did, didn't you see? I thought he was into no, no. In fact, I, he's he's not into copiers. So you're way off base, and we'll we'll bypass that question and that answer. Okay. All right. All right. He's, all in, right. he's into Heidelbergs and all kinds of the big printers and so forth. Uh, so I've seen no, you just, uh, uh, Uncle B, you just dodged a bullet right there. So I'll just let you know that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, <laughs> thanks, so. for, thanks for coming to the rescue. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the, the thing that I wanted to, to dig into is you inter have interviewed a lot of different kinds of people uh, in the crypto world. Yeah. Uh, some are they're very high tech in and some of them are, you know, in other areas of the uh, the vertical, if you will. And right. uh, tell me, tell me uh, some of the uh, oh instances that have happened that have even amazed you when you're interviewing these guys. OK, well, I guess I can rewind back to uh you know, when I first started, I was I was the Uncle Odd channel still just talking about crypto. And then um, Jeff Berwick, uh, who, you know, he's the dollar vigilante. I was listening to one of his shows and he gave a shout out. He says, hey, you should listen to this Uncle Odd guy. He's an older guy. I really like how he talks uh, about crypto from a, you know, newbie perspective. And I was like, wow. And so uh I reached out to him and I'm like, that was really nice. Thank you. Would you please uh, consider coming on my show? And um, I figure he gave an inch. I'll ask for an interview. <laughs> and uh, and he said, no, I don't do 
uh, public interviews anymore, but I'll set you up with uh, Rafael Laverde, who's the crypto vigilante. So my first interview as Uncle Vigilante was with uh, Rafael, and um, and he's the one who christened me and baptized me as Uncle Vigilante because he's crypto vigilante, and you had Jeff Dollar Vigilante, and so uh, I'm like, okay, we'll pivot there. I like that. Uh, and then over time, I interviewed uh, Dustin Plantholt, uh, who he's the host of the podcast uh, Bitcoin.com. Great guy. And he just started referring to me as Uncle V. Hey, Uncle V this. And I'm like, yeah, that that's just a lot cleaner than Uncle Vigilante. So that's really kind of what I where I, where I where I feel most comfortable is just Uncle V. But it is the Uncle Vigilante show. Did I answer the question? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Except for the fact that uh, I was looking for something unique that's happened on all of your various uh, podcasts that stand out. I, I know that, you know, oh. we can sit and tell war stories all day, but I'd like to hear yours, not mine. <laughs> Go ahead. Man, I have interviewed such diverse personalities. I would say the um, the interview that, that probably impacted me most and continues to to this day was when I first got Max Freeman on, who's the founder of Epic Cash. And uh, in that during that two hour interview, I'm just sitting here astonished. I'm like, this dude has a supercomputer for a brain. I mean, it, he's he's just you talk about if I wore a mask, it would be all stuff way over my mask, but he was able to articulate it in a way that I could kind of get it. So that's when I started my little, you know, man crush on Epic Cash and uh, started unpacking it further and further and further. And um, so I had him on again and again. And uh, and really, we do a we do a Sunday show now called uh, Epic Cash Live at noon on Sundays Eastern and and where we're just continuing to it's it's so cool to see that whole ecosystem evolve. So I, I feel like I'm like with you guys, you you have the the benefit of being on the ground floor of so many fantastic projects and seeing them from seed to full bloom. And most of us out here don't have that kind of experience, you know, from an inside baseball standpoint. So uh, with, 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 with Max and everything, I feel like I've kind of done that. And I've really leaned into that just because for me, it's like just adding to my talent stack. If I can figure out how these uh, coins that become meaningful, how they begin and what the differences are before those that are pre-mined or those that that are developed through communities. And if I can really determine and, and find out what are the right questions to be able to ask to determine if a coin is an investable coin that's not going to ultimately, you know, steal my money or steal other people's money, um, that becomes really important to me. And what I have realized at the big C word is I think – most important. It's as important as the U word, which is what is the utility? What is the purpose of a project or a coin? But the C word is community. And you guys know that you've been expert at building yours. And what I have um, realized is because it's really elusive when you're new, what the hell is a blockchain, right? If you know nothing about it, like I knew nothing about it last year at this point in time, half a year ago, almost, um, it's like a blockchain is just like it's a word and it's so over your head. You just can't process it. And then you start learning. Oh, it's a ledger. It's a it's a digital ledger. Well, what's a ledger? I mean, what's it ledging? You know, and then you realize you hear store of value and you hear proof of work and proof of stake and all these things. And then all of a sudden <clears throat> you start realizing that these blockchains are really this is me talking and consider the source, right? Um, is I believe a blockchain is a store of energy to where that energy is derived in, I've found four ways. You guys could probably tell me more, but I found four ways. Number one is the tech founders of the blockchain. They're the ones who 
are putting all of the energy into creating this technology that they'll ultimately name X. You know, let's call it the Uncle V blockchain. And then, so that's energy. That's energy that these people, they could be doing something else, but instead they're putting it into this project. So that's one. The second one is then when they release that technology, there are miners out there that go and they figure out how to be able to play the game to be able to mine the value like a physical miner going out and mining gold. They have their plot of land and they go out and they put in their energy into it. And when they are able to mine it and collect it, then that goes into the blockchain and that becomes their little gold. The third way to be able to add value to it or energy is to uh, buy it. So you figure out how to be able to sell your coin. Now, am I really putting energy into a coin when I buy it? You damn right I am. Because at some point in time, I put energy into a job or whatever to be able to get the fiat dollars. And then I had to put energy to figure out how to get it onto a, uh, an exchange to be able to buy and then store it. So that's all energy that's going into it. And then there's another way that you can, you can uh, add energy and that's to earn it. So there's lots of different ways that you can earn a coin. I mean, I could go out and I could earn Bitcoin today. It depends. If, if, I, if I do something for someone and say I want to be paid in Epic Cash, then I'm adding value to the Epic uh, Cash blockchain directed by me because of where I want it to go. So those are the four that I've identified so far. And, and the community is the biggest one that influenced all of it. So you might look at a coin that has amazing utility like an Epic Cash. Or you can look at Dogecoin and you can easily throw Dogecoin under the bus and say, that has no utility. It's a meme coin. It was a joke. Uh-uh, guys. No way. That community that's been behind Doge, they added so much energy to that blockchain. Every time somebody came up with a meme or tweeted something or, or retweeted something, that's energy. That's time and energy that went into that. And so... Um, that became my aha moment to where, okay, if I'm going to invest money in a coin or in a project or in a token, I for darn sure want to know the community behind it. And that's where I, I see you guys have, have outpaced almost everyone out there uh, with, with, with how you go to market, if you will. And, and everybody that I've interviewed from, you know, your network has been fantastic. And I see that all, all the questions are, are boxes are checked. You know, when I say, what is the utility or purpose? You guys check. Uh, what, is, what problem does it solve? Check. Uh, is there any added utility of the token to the blockchain? Check. Uh, what is the marketing so that you can have the adoption? Is that built into your strategy? Check. Supply control, I want to know, you know, market cap, liquidity, was it pre-mined? Was there any capital raised through the process? Is there any temptation, any temptation for a pump and dump? Because that's what we all have to worry about is if you have a pre-mined coin to where you have the founders that are sitting there, man, we can throw some marketing dollars and get one of these big mouths out there that's going to walk their dog and talk about a, a, a coin and get it going, then boom, when, when a coin is released, we'll have our cell wall with all of our free pre-mined coins. They're ready to take everybody's money. And so you'll see the price of it go up and then boom, it comes down and they never recover. However, when it's, when it's, when it's uh, a fair launch and when it's the community that raises all the ships, when the tide raises all ships, now you're cooking with gas. Now you're talking about real value in that blockchain, not just a, a pump and dump that's going to put some, you know, fiat value in the founders' pockets. That <laughs> I went all over the place. So thanks for letting me rant. <laughs> no, I think you covered the, the basis quite well there. Absolutely. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> okay. well, good. It's nice to be on, and uh, we'll uh, we'll check out the next uh, show.
Hey, no, I'm Uncle, Uncle V's channel. And <laughs> well, you know, there's there's uh, there's so much ahead for not only cryptocurrency, but for everything is going to be uh, servicing that cryptocurrency area. What do you think the next big thing in cryptocurrency is coming down and over the hill? Are you looking over the hill yet? Uh, I'm still trying to get to the like the the tenth step up the up the hill. So as far as being a visionary of what's around the corner, it would be irresponsible of me to give you a good answer on that because I don't know shit. Uh, that's why I want to. But but I but you know I'm eager to learn. I mean I see. Uh, the, the the NFT side of this business is something that I is still kind of clear as mud, but I'm starting to to get it. Um, I'm starting to understand that uh, you know it's great to build a community, but ultimately, if you have a coin, um, you need to be able. What am I going to spend it on? So when you can marry up some merchants along with the community i think that feels to me like it is in the future that you can um that, that those projects that marry the two community with merchants so that there is a kind of a use case of an exchange of value uh that's really interesting to me there's you know there are some coins that you invest and you stake and whatnot and i'm i'm really having a tough time saying okay uh Ultimately, at the end of the day, what problem is it solving? What, you know, what it, is, is it dependent upon just the next people staking? You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's like this X thing and pulse chain. It's like real easy to be able to just sit back and say, you know, declare with your it's a shit coin. You know, it has no vibe. But Richard Hart's smart dude. And you can see where the value went. And I didn't jump on that train hard enough a little bit, just played footsie with it. And so who am I to say what Pulse Chain is going to do? It could be, it could just be ginormous, or it could be that everybody that sacrificed all of their coins and sent it over there to this wallet address with no nothing in return, maybe there's a big, giant, massive worldwide rug pull that's going to just boggle everyone's mind. I don't think so, but I don't know. So one thing I do know is where I say I don't know shit, I have learned that a lot of other people don't either, even the ones who think right. that they are leading the charge. Mm -hmm. Oh, you, you couldn't be more correct. Uh, we run across that every day. And uh, in our community, of course, people are asking uh, questions uh, on a continuous basis and uh, all we do is try to answer it to the best of our ability, it, especially those that that are really, really into it uh, as far as the inside uh, operational uh, area of uh, how, how it all comes together. That's, it yeah. is amazing, though, that the things that we don't know. I don't know half of anything. I just try to struggle along and, and keep my ears open, uh, Uncle V. That's all I do. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. The um, I'm trying to find here. Uh I want to show you something just so that you have a visual of it. Can you see that? Yes. Yep. Okay. This is called Assassin High Ground by Doug Casey and John Hunt. I recommend anybody in crypto go download that book, the Audible book. It's a great, it's like 20 hours, I think is what it is. But this was remarkable because it, taught me so much about crypto because I know enough now that I understand the language and to have this book that is really, it's almost a book on teaching people cryptocurrency from a ground floor level, from building a community, from how do you do it, getting the tech people involved, everything. And, and it is just brilliant. It is brilliant. So uh, I recommend that just because uh I'm, I'm living it right now. And again, that's what I do. I document my journey and report along the way. And uh, anybody out there, get that book. You won't. It's, it's fantastic. It's a great story. It's uh, exciting and everything. But more importantly, it's like when they started talking crypto, 
from a newbie's perspective uh, and then and then unpacking it all is like, man, I couldn't I couldn't stop listening. I could not stop listening. And it's called Assassin Assassin High Ground. Yeah, it's called Assassin by Doug Casey and John Hunt. And then uh, the, the byline on it is High Ground. And uh, <laughs> and the premise is really interesting because it's so current. It's basically like this is uh, it, it, when we talk about the they, this is about how you can battle the they in that book. And it's it's a really interesting twist on uh, marrying blockchain technology with battling the Druid Babylonian bastards out there that are ruining our world. <laughs> you 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 have you don't have any opinions now, do you, Uncle B? At all, I can tell. <laughs> you can You're tell. very unopinionated. Would, you don't. Would, you really don't settle in anywhere. I I, I got you. All right. I would, I would point to my my Uncle Odd YouTube channels that way, but you'll never find them. <laughs> Tony, Tony, what are you thinking? You know, I think I, you know, that that pulls me back to that question I had earlier about his kids and his wife. I, you know, with how do they to, how do they handle it all? Because you know, it's always when you when you have your partner and they're looking at you cross-eyed, saying, "Crypto, what? Yeah, and, wait, how? What? Woo, wait a minute." And then then it's like, okay. So now yeah. you're on your own until, and then your kid's looking at you sideways saying, wait, is that okay? Are What's you, are you projecting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, well, first of all, my wife is, uh, you know, to be married to me for as long as she has, she's a saint of a woman and she trusts me and, and, uh, and she's not into crypto. She just, uh, understands the well i have beat it into her head and i say that with love that if i get hit by a bus um there's a very special place that she needs to go and the very special person she needs to call who will understand all of my very detailed notes everywhere because that's one thing that you guys know or i know you guys teach it it's like look you are your own bank and if things go south when you call the toll free number it's going to ring your cell phone and the customer service is probably going to suck and so so it's very important that you know every step of the way you write down on paper not in your computer to be able to save or even to print you know but you need to do it the old-fashioned way pen paper save it put it in a fireproof bag you know, you cannot you, you, duplicate copy them, put them in separate places. But bottom line is no, no keys, no coins. Right. And so but it's hard to be some of them have two factor authentication. You know, if I die, you what somebody cut off my thumb. Right. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to have the passwords, everything in there. And so my wife, what she knows is basically where how to break the glass and ultimately extrapolate the value that's up here in my mind. And I hope detailed very well in my documentation. Um, so above and beyond that, she just, uh, you know, she always liked when, when, when it was the first quarter of this year and the portfolio kept going up, it's like every other texts that she'd send me, I'd send her a new screenshot of my Blockfolio app and, you know, just as a joke. And yeah, and then I stopped, I stopped sending her those snapshots <laughs> the last couple of months. <laughs> She's like, how yeah. are we doing? Ah, don't worry about it, honey. Uh, it'll be back. But my kids, my kids, um, I have a 18 year old daughter. She's very interested in it. And it's been one of those things like herding cats this summer of getting her to sit down and actually teach her, but she's open to it. My others, n none of them are, they could give two craps about it. They're like, you know, I could tell them that I'm going to send them, you know, a million M2 and, uh, and they wouldn't go, they wouldn't bother trying to figure out how to be able to catch what I'm throwing them. Well, you know, as a uh, fellow podcast host, I know by watching you that you're working real magic every time you're in front of somebody. You have a special way of approaching them, but it's almost magical in a way. And somewhere, I, I think in your background, you said something about you used to do magic. Is that right? I did. You have a good memory. Yeah. I, uh, 
I put myself through college as a magician. So when I was eight, I'm, I'm the youngest of six kids. And so, you know, you have to do something to get attention in your family. So when I was eight, my dad gave me a magic set for my birthday. And I look back on it fondly because he really worked with me to teach me how to do it. And then when I started doing it to him, uh, he was a great dad. He'd like, son, how did you do that? And I'm like, dude taught me, but uh, let's go with this. And, uh, you know, so I'm like, I pulled it over on him. And I didn't know he was just being a really good dad, but, uh, and he encouraged me. And so by the time I got into college, I was really good at it. It, it was just my hobby through, through high school, wow. other than sports. And uh, so when I was in college, I did uh, uh, magic comedy at uh, this bar called The Vine. And, uh, and literally that paid my bills through college. Not my, my dad was a great dad. He actually put me through college, but everything incremental, you know, that wasn't tuition and books I had to pay for. And so I worked a lot through college and, and part of it was being a magician. And then when I, when I graduated and I went into the business world, literally, literally I've done magic my whole career because I have it. I call it my Houdini doesn't where if I'll go out with a client and everybody who works with me knows that at any point in time, you know, somebody I'll, I'll find a reason to, astonish someone with some effect and then that'll open it up and then i'll be able to do a dozen perform a dozen different magic effects and what i found is it opened so many doors relationship wise sure like there's this this guy his name was peter luria he was a ceo founder of luria's that they, they were like a jewelry mail order store down in south florida douchebag he was a dick man he was no rep wanted him because he was brutal he just negotiated for the sport of it he just whatever you know so they put me on it and like like literally let's get the the young guy on that you know and so i went down there and went to dinner the first night he just treated it's like i was invisible he treated you know and but his wife was there and so i reached over and i said you know what i once saw a magician take a equal packet tear it up, pour it into his hand. And then I gave it to her and I said, would you tear it up the rest of it? And then put it back in my thumb, my, 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 uh, my, uh, right here. And she did. So I poured the stuff in. I, she tore them up, put them in. And then I go like that. And it's a whole equal packet. Well done. You got, I, I don't know who spent all the time on that, but, uh, Bravo. That was fun. Goodness gracious. <laughs> well, our, our special uh, thanks go to uh, Tony Kay and assistance with uh, Rick Shearer. So there you go. All, all the talented team of the Swarm Unplugged. You know, Uncle V, this has been an absolute blast to have you on. And well, I wish we had another two hours. Uh, it, I would turn it into a three-hour program. You know what I'm saying? You're lying, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I never lie about that, believe me, because we're likely to have you back. So I want to make sure I, I compliment you as much as possible so that you would uh, agree maybe to come back at another time Absolutely. so we can roast you a little bit more. Yeah, I tell you, this, this has been a good one. <laughs> Tony, what do, you, what do you got to close out with, my friend? Boy, I tell you, it, it's hard to top that with the magic. And, you know, I, I did like that. I can smoke anything. And, you know, we, we got the picture right at the end there. He, apparently he likes the stogies. So, you know, we're going to have to come back. Stogies. We're going to have to talk about those stogies on the next one for sure. Right. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I, I hope your, 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 your viewers got a little something out of this and I invite them to come over to uncle vigilante on, uh, on, on YouTube and and we have a nice group too if you like to talk crypto of uh, t.me forward slash uh, uh, Uncle Vigilante Lounge and for those of you who still are interested in in you know what's going on in this world and the craziness I did not let Uncle Odd go he's not off the hook so there's t.me Uncle Odd's Lounge 
is also on Telegram, and that's where if you go there, you'll it'll be like a fire hose of of just all of the stuff that gets censored everywhere else. So, um, but but I like crypto. I spend most of my time at uh, Uncle Odd Lounge or Uncle Vigilante Lounge. Sorry about that. Um, but but yeah, man, let's let's cross pollinate communities, and it's kind of depressing after I get off. After I get off this, I'm going to be fat again. Jeez. Yeah, just show this to your wife. Yeah. He's on vacation. Say, hey, look, honey. Exactly. Talking while you're gone. Right. Right. Uh, before we before we totally close, I appreciate I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the ads uh, and the promotions because that's exactly what we want you to do. And yes, we should cross pollinate. Uh, using that term as the bees, absolutely. And I'd like to say, absolutely. other than that, before. Close. No, man, this has been a All great, right. uh, great show. I, I made it uh, nick of time. So uh, excuse me if I'm not clean shaven on this thin face. But uh, yeah, I'm glad I made it. I, I actually came very close due to traffic of maybe having to punt this thing 30 minutes, but it all worked out. So yay. Fantastic. Perfect. All right. We're looking forward to the next time. Thank you, Uncle V. Tony, uh, Wonderful job. Anything you want to close out with yourself? Nope. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone. Thank you for Rick in the back there doing his wonderful job as usual. We'll see you next time. All right. And for everybody with the uh, Swarm Unplugged, you know, this is (laughs) – we never cease to try our best to bring you the finest in the crypto world to uh, for you to enjoy and to learn from. Uh, we're always having fun ourselves, and that's what uh, that's what keeps us fresh and keeps us wanting to do these on a regular basis. So be sure and join us for the next episode of the Swarm Unplugged, which is on every Wednesday at one o'clock. I'll see you next time, and always remember to listen, learn, and give. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Swarm Unplugged podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button and leave us a glowing comment. Gravitate yourself to be on the podcast so you are the next one to introduce themselves to the B Social community. See you on the next episode.